Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Max and Tony show coming back. Episode 70. 70. We made it. 70. Uh, it is April 19th. It's Good Friday. It's Good Friday. Although, Max, I take issue with Good Friday, the term Good Friday. I mean, if I'm Jesus, I'm thinking this is a vastly overrated term. I'm thinking maybe it should be just okay Friday or, hey, sucks to be me Friday. Yeah, this is when he got uh, put on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. This is when he got that home carpentry lesson the hard way. Okay. And I heard halfway up the, you know, Calgary, you know, some guy said, hey, numbnuts, drop that cross one more time. You're out of this parade. I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> Try the veal. No, Speaking no. Speaking your waitresses. Was that a, was that a brunch or a... a Rim cr- shot, yeah. Cricket, cricket, cricket. I, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. It's pretty good. <laughs> you know? They're both pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, I don't have any religious jokes. No. I and, thankfully raised you without religion, you know, and... Uh, and you should be grateful. You're not you some should be grateful. fire-breathing fucking drool case. Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. Um, so, And you guys got the Easter baskets, even though, you know, we didn't have any religious holidays. Yeah, yeah. You well, got the you chocolate know, rabbit. The, the, the Easter bunny was, you know, you, you needed something. I can always um, tell Max is chocolate rabbit. He'd eat the ears off of it, and then he'd bite the ass off of it. The tail. Yeah, the tail. <laughs> the tail. The ass, you know. <laughs> the tail. Now I want some chocolate. Oh, man, I want some chocolate, too. Um, so with no religion in, in the uh, Fitzpatrick household? Not no. The, no, the not Tony really. Fitzpatrick household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know, yeah. the larger Fitzpatrick sure. household, oh, yeah, it was very, yeah. very staunchly yeah. Catholic. Yeah. I had my cousin Connie, Kenny go up to me, and he goes, you know, as you know, you, know, you being an atheist and all, I was just like, dude, just... Yeah. just shut up, dude. I'm not an yeah. atheist. Just, like, leave you me alone. being an atheist. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like okay. Well, he thinks it runs downhill. I mean, yeah, I'm, he, I'm, says, he says stuff like that. But uh, I describe myself. I, but as I'm a not. But I'm not. Humanist. But I'm not. A, but I'm not an atheist. I'm agnostic. So it's just kind of like I think I had atheist on my Facebook for a few years, and people took notice of that or something. Yeah. But then I changed it. I think I changed it. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, the difference I mean, between non-believers like, I, and believers is we don't give a shit that you there's believe. Something, I mean, there's something fun. weird about Easter, and it's like, it's like I like Christmas, I like Thanksgiving. Not that Thanksgiving's a religious holiday or anything, but Religious let's take, is my favorite holiday. Let's take, let's take, uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Well, let's take Christmas, for example. You know, I like Christmas. The vibe is really good. The re- vibe is really fun. The vibe on Easter is kind of... It's not. It's it's not not fun. It's just kind of. It's it's just kind of weird. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what it is about Easter. Christmas costs like, me way too much fucking money, man. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, but Easter is about what? Celebrating zombie Jesus, right? Yeah, the Walking Dead. Oh Jesus. wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, the Catholics gonna are going to be thrilled about Catholics. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was sorry, guys. Wow. We're going to have to censor this. 
Nah. <laughs> no. Besides, he never uh, does. I'll say, yeah. you know, we should mark that. We should cut that out. He never Those are does. Because it sounds yeah. better. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> it sounds better when you, <laughs> you leave know? it in. Yeah, when yeah. We go, don't. He leaves yeah. all the shit in. <laughs> Take you know? it out. Like, yeah, I'll you know, do it. He knows Chris, Chris isn't getting sued. You know, Max and Tony are getting sued. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah, so. Oh, I'll, um, get, I'll get sued. I'm over. Right I'm, I'm over. I'm over kind of Easter, but. uh Game, oh, what, what but I, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones though either, and I know you do. So you know, Game gotta, of Thrones. We gotta get this it out of the I way. Was, uh, you know, your last... Game of Thrones experience was. Uh, was how did you like? How did was... you like your Game of Thrones Sunday? Describe your Game of Thrones Sunday. Uh, seven and a half hours in fucking LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> you know, while the guy was telling me, you know, your flight's gonna go out at yeah. ten thirty. That's gonna go out at eleven, eleven twelve. I bet you were just fiending 11, for 11, some 32. Peter Dinklage. Well, yeah, whatever. yeah. I just wanted. To, all I wanted to do was say, see Game of Thrones. And then finally, after midnight, well, I got a hot going take. to Chicago, and I walked up and I said, you asshole. I got a hot I, take on Game of Thrones. Okay, we'll, we'll let you get to that after I'm finished. After I, With your horror airplane story? Oh, it was awful, man. It was awful. I uh, had to go back to my dear friend Greg Stone's house, who put me up. Again? And, yeah, yeah. He was a great guy. And... Uh, Oshkosh really loves he, Stone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, Stoney's having a show here next year. Cool. He's having, uh, yeah, his paintings I heard he phenomenal. looks like the guy, Oshkosh says he looks like the guy who goes, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Um, Men's warehouse guy? Uh, no, he's he's way hipper than that. He's a cool guy. Well, no, he sa- he's not saying he, he shares the same personality as yeah. him. He's saying he looks like him. I don't think he looks like him. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. No. No. Um, anyway, I, I went back to Greg's. Thankfully, he had Game of Thrones. He puts it on his big computer. I fall asleep in the first five minutes. Okay. I've been at LaGuardia all night waiting for an airplane. Yeah. And, Were you uh, falling asleep at LaGuardia? Yeah, I almost was. I said to the guy... I went up there at eight thirty, and I said, "Look, the plane's not going to get out, right? Just tell me, issue me a flight for tomorrow, and and I'll go back to Brooklyn." Well, I can't do that. It's like, well, why the fuck can't you do that? Because it's his job. And he's like, "Well, we're per, per, you know company policies." It's company off. policy. Uh, so I, I've said, "Okay, company man, thank you." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I get shitty in airports, man. I mean, oh, I, everybody does. Yeah, like, everyone. Yeah. 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 So uh, patience run, runs thin. Oh yeah, I mean, and believe me, everybody that w- was kept there until after midnight mm-hmm. wanted to kill these assholes. Of course, of course. You know, I, think I heard, I heard an old lady uh, a few feet away from me going, "You cocksuckers! You cocksuckers!" You know, I mean, the worst thing I said was to to one United representative. Who's like, well, you can stand in that line of 300 people, you know, tell about you. And it's like, you're an asshole. I just walked by. Why, why, was, why were all those flights delayed? Was it a weather thing? Here. It was from Chicago. They decided to have a fucking snowstorm oh, uh, last yeah. Sunday. That's you know? I forgot about that. And, uh, Out of nowhere. You know, I started seeing flights get out. Yeah. That were, had, been, uh, had been canceled or moved, delayed from earlier in the day. And I thought, all right. I'll get out. I'll just get home really late and, you know, go downstairs and watch Game of Thrones. No, man. Didn't no, happen. I got fucked over. So let's talk about why you were in New York. 
I'm in a show at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Fancy schmancy. The Met. It was cool. It was cool. And is that your second opening, time? Yeah, second time. Yeah. Or? And then and the first time I didn't really go for the opening. I didn't really know about it. Mm-hmm. This time I knew about it because Chuck Webster called me up and told me. And and my former print dealers were like, "Well, we don't know how to get a hold of them." It's like once they're not making money on you. It's like, you know, uh, you know, you've fallen off the face they of the earth. They forgot your email. So luckily, they forgot the, your this website. curator, uh, who's an amazing person named Laura Einstein, mm-hmm. um, not for nothing is she named Einstein. She's brilliant. <laughs> she figured out a way to get a hold of me, and they told me all about it, and I went, and it was George Kondo, me, uh, Charlie Hewitt, um, Richard Boston, Chuck Webster, Carol Wax. I mean, a bunch of really wonderful American printmakers. It really, uh, and that night you couldn't get in the joint. Yeah. You could not get near this place. That's cool, man. Because the day before the opening, uh, a lovely guy named Ken Curson wrote this piece about me being a Chicagoan and, and a show at the Met. Well, and what was that in? It was in this thing called, uh, it's a guide. It's an online thing. Gotcha. Um, About oh, town man. kind of art thing or something. You, you know, kind of like that. I, I mm-hmm. want to say it's, uh, oh, Christ, I'm really embarrassed. You know what? Max I, Max can put a link in the Yeah, podcast, we, right? we'll put a link in it. But um, And he wrote this, you know, really beautiful piece and kind of went into my history and Sure enough, man, I saw people uh, at the show that I have not seen in 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it was a really, really wonderful moment. Yeah. One of the best nights of my life as an artist. And um, Wow. At a certain point, it, it was so crowded, I had to get out of there. Yeah. Around 8.30, about an hour and a half in, I just c- couldn't take the heat anymore. And um, so I, I texted everybody I knew that was going to be there, and... My dealers, uh, Joe Amrine and Susan Swenson from Pierogi, they gave all the support material and all the stuff and made sure all the work got there. And uh, they did, you know, hats off to them. They did an incredible job making this very easy. And uh, Mickey Carton and um, uh, Katie and, you know, all of these folks who have been around my career for years and years and years. And uh, it, it was marvelous. I sat on the steps of the Met and kind of realized uh, I'm in there, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, cool. it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it, kind of a phenom- phenomenal moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, and a bunch of Chicagoans I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, John Donchek. Yeah. John Donchek, uh, <laughs> Chelsea Hoffman, Steve Schmackle. Um, uh, a bunch of the folks from the old uh, iteration of uh, Goose Island. Oh yeah. When when Greg Hall owned uh, the company, and then all these folks from the East Village days. You know, um, I already did it. I mean, it was just really it really incredible. It was uh, honestly one of the best nights of my life. It really really was. That's cool, man. And then I had a meeting with uh, the Met, and they're getting more etchings and we're talking about another uh, exhibition and no oh, that's cool yeah i mean it was awesome. it was it was marvelous yeah. and uh and you know i stayed with my pal greg stone who's a phenomenal painter 
and uh, one of the funniest human beings you've ever met. Yeah. And he um, looks like the guy from the men's warehouse commercial. Okay, if you're going to insist, <laughs> you're going to like just, the way you look. When you meet him, we're going to remember that it. you said that, and then Oshkan said that. I don't know any. I'm yeah. waiting yeah. to All see right. this guy. I'll t- I'll look up a picture. Yeah, and uh, do a side by side comparison. And so he's what, got a great dog named Trixie, who's just the best. Yeah, she's a pit bull Weimer on her mixture. What, what part of town? Brooklyn. He's, Brooklyn? he's in Brooklyn. He's yeah. in Williamsburg okay. on White Street, right down by the water. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh, down by the old Domino's uh, Sugar Factory, which they've done away with, uh-huh. and they're uh, building nothing but high rises down yeah. there. You guys will not recognize Brooklyn now. You will not recognize Williams. Well, I mean, I've only been there a few times, and every time I seem to be going there, it's in like different neighborhoods that are like deeper, deeper. I was in Bush. Max, I was in Bushwick last so, time. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, but Williamsburg has changed so much. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, it's it's like uh, it's kind of like Wicker Park. Wicker or, Park, uh, yeah, yeah. Dr- you know, if you if you drove down Milwaukee recently, it looks like Brooklyn. You know, ten, twelve yeah. story high, silver and black high rise. Yeah, buildings. You know, all the way down where the Aldi was. And I mean, I, I Milwaukee you know, and California. At uh-huh. Such a um, at such cross purposes. I don't know how to feel about it. You know. I used to get really angry about it, you know, but I've, I guess, so did I. But you know, we're not going to be able to stop it. No, you know? there's it's still like, good spots. There in are Wicker Park, though. There and are, just, yeah. and and it's also like you know, things change, cities yeah. change, yeah. they morph and turn into different things. You know, yeah. I mean, I get pissed when I hear about like what happened down at Gold Star. New owner comes in. We're yeah. not going to change stuff, and then they change this, change that, and then oh, boom, they one just, day they, they just radiate asshole. Yeah, and they, they just fired the whole staff that had been yeah. there for decades. When did know? what year was that? That's happening right That's now. That's happening oh, right, right now. now. Okay. Yeah, like that happened last so couple. Of weeks. I, okay, that was never a joint that I. That was the at, pool place, you know? right? Yeah, pool. Pl- yeah, that um, was never a place that I hung out at. I didn't. Never much. Um, I like it's you know it I didn't know it well, yeah yeah you know? yeah but it's, um, it, it was like just a good proper dive bar you I know? like I, mean, to, I have to imagine that place had not changed much since yeah you know the 40s and 50s when junkies and shit were running up and well down when I well, when I lived in Ukrainian Village I used to like Deville because mm-hmm. that was kind of around the corner from where I lived and uh, it's called the uh, Damon Tavern now yeah and they thing. and they have a pool table and. Yeah. Um, but I'm do they? You know, I don't I'm think, like, I think I'm they like got thirty rid of years old to be in there now. No, they got yeah. rid of the pool table. Did they and, really? Yeah, it's just some weird setup now, which is fine. I, I didn't think the well, pool like the, table like the rainbow, you know, there. like the rainbow is pretty untouched. Never could hang out there. I like. Rainbow. I was never cool enough. I'm I was still not cool enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm still not cool enough. You <laughs> know? I went to Rainbow Club uh, last week, but I didn't. I didn't feel cool or anything. I, just I, was I, like, I oh, do I'm here. love physically. I love that bar. Yeah, you know the shape of it, the yeah. stage of where there. it's located where it's, on that yeah. street. It's perfect. That little neon sign right in the alley there. Yeah. I just wish that you could you know, get rid of half the assholes in there. Yeah, you know? I was fine. I, I remember somebody told me when I moved to Chicago. I love the guy who's the bartender there, who's a, a, an amazing cat named Ken Ellis. Yeah, yeah. there's a, the he's one staff. of the best guys you've ever met. I've know? always had good interactions with the staff, and I just yeah. it's funny. I for me when I moved here in '94, somebody said, "Oh, you need to go to Rainbow. It's right by your house." And I did, and I just I just felt out of place. I was also like suddenly new fish in a much bigger pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago, and then like twenty years later, I go back in there. I'm like, oh, I still feel that. 
No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In this bar. <laughs> Although I hear I hear down by you the, the Skylark's cool. Oh, Skylark's I've never great. been there. You yeah, know? Bernice's is my is a jam too. Yeah. 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 Do you well, go we to get... the Pilsen stuff? You like, know, Maria's is like Maria's Skylark's is Pilsen. Okay. Punch House, uh, or like what's above Punch House? Dusex? Dusex. That's I a like restaurant. Dusex is uh, very expensive, but ridiculously good food. Okay, so I've been to Punch House below it. Yeah. This okay. is the little bar down there. It's yeah. kind of cool. I like that. Um, I haven't Sky- been there in so long. Skylark's great, and that's in Pilsen also. Yeah. Um you know, you got Marie in, but in Bridgeport, where I'm at, I like Marie. Yeah, we yeah, went, yeah, we went, yeah. we went there after the game on after Tuesday. the game. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Uh, shout out to Ed Marzuski. Yeah, you know Edmar. Yeah. yeah, didn't get any food from Kimski, but did the Sox next time win? On, I promise. When you guys? Yeah, win? yeah, they shelled them, man. They went maybe. five to one. What do you mean, maybe they kicked <laughs> the shit out of the what's Royals? The, what's the record? They stopped their guts out. Uh, um, they're like oh, seven they and the nine now. I think the Sox. Yeah, I mean, like they, they, and what are the Cubs? Oh, Cubs are fucked. You know. Yeah, I mean, the Sox aren't doing great yet, but it's so early in the season; it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But I think they do have. Yeah, a but you know what? The Cubs, I so. mean, the, the Sox. The, that's a real team. You know, they're young. You Moncada, know, yeah. Tim Anderson, Abreu. Yeah, they got a bunch uh, of young I mean, that's. And the pitching is beginning to wake up a little bit. You know, Rodon and Lopez had a good night the night we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's still hard to watch them not spend money on pitching. Yeah. They well, were ready to pay all this money for Machado, which w- would have been a goddamn disaster. Hmm. And, uh, you know, for that kind of money, I mean, you can go to the Dominican Republic or Cuba or and and buy a bunch of you know young Prospects. pitchers yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know and i mean and i'm saying young pitchers yeah. get 18 yeah. 19 year old kids yeah you know and don't send them through 4 years of uh the minors you know where they wind up throwing you know 30 to 40,000 major league pitches it's like and then their arms at a big. certain point yeah their their arm is gone yeah. so mm-hmm. I mean, look, they're young. They're going to get lit up. They're, you know, yeah. they're going to get lit up like a pinball machine their first nine or ten times out. But eventually you become smart and the Darwin rule kicks in. Yeah. You figure out a way to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well. But I've been, I've been to t- two ball games already, which felt really, really good. I've been to one, and uh, that felt great, yeah, too. So, yeah, yeah, we were out there with our pal Chris Keogh and nice. his son. Mm-hmm. You guys had pretty um, good seats, too, I saw. Yeah, we had great seats. Yeah. We were the best seats I've ever had in my yeah. life. I yeah, like to really say good. that the seats I got us were maybe second best. I mean, those <laughs> uh, Second best only by one row. Yeah. <laughs> only by one row. Yeah. You, we were in the second row. Oh, wow. And, uh, and we were on the, we were on the, the, exact, same, the exact same spot, or? Like, no, no, we we had us over by Kansas City because uh, well, he's a cruel bastard. No, my buddy's got these season tickets and they're on nice. the visitor side. But the best part is you're we're right in front of first base, yeah. So you, yeah. you see action all night. No, I, yeah. lo- I you love know, the right. game I love, after. I love being by first base. That's the probably game after kind the, of my favorite. The game after the one we went to, I guess uh, they all locked assholes, man. Turned into a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a fight. Yeah. Oh, How does enough. one lock rivalry? Um, well, evidently, how do those interlink? Rick Renteria wanted to uh, <laughs> stomp a mud hole in Ned Yost. Oh, really? Yeah. So he pulled down yeah. his pants. Exactly. And then he pulled down his pants. Exactly. And they Lots of bats locked. and balls. They had and lots of bats okay. and balls. And by the <laughs> um, way, folks. Um, I have a hot take have to, on Game of Thrones. We have to take a moment of silence uh, 
We lost our, our good friend, Chet Kopic. Yes. Um, My condolences. I've known him since I went to work for The Loop, yeah, which was in 1987. Yeah. We and, uh, were at the health club, and he comes up, and he goes, hey, Tony, he goes, I, I want you for Patrick. You'd imitate Ali, yeah. you know? And uh, he, he, was a, he was a funny guy. He and was, he talked to you about new boxing prospects Absolutely. A lot. I mean, he, he had a steel trap mind for sports and for sports of a whole century. Yeah. Um, Chet never forgot a stat. You'd ask him, Chet, who was second baseman for the uh, San Francisco Giants in 1962? Richard Melville Dietz, Dick Dietz. You know, he, he <laughs> read off it. his I mean, batting I mean, average. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, he, he retired was, the uh, next year and married was, his high school sweetheart. Yeah, and and <laughs> you know, he Steve Dahl says that that uh, Chet pretty much single handedly invented sports talk radio. Yeah, and you know what? I think he's right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's I think awesome. He did and. Uh, you know, Godspeed, Chet Kopic. Uh, he was a lovely guy, and, yeah. uh, and never anything but kind to anyone I ever saw. And uh, I'm gonna miss him. I really. He was in a car accident uh, last week in Hilton, outside Hilton Head. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, and he died of his injuries. So, yeah. um, rest in peace to yeah, Chet Kopic. Very, very sad to see do, Chet. Do go. the big rock candy mountain. <laughs> this is how he signed off every night. All right, everybody. Good night, you big rock candy mountain. Good night, you 50,000-watt blowtorch. This has absolutely been Copicon Sports. Big John Bell, take us out. Nice. R.I.P. Check Copic. R.I.P. We loved you. Well, I've been teaching Yulia how to be a Chicagoan. And uh, one of the most important things is to know how to order your food, particularly at Italian establishments uh, regarding street food. You've got to get your bona fides right. So, Yulia, you're a gin and Jude's. You're ordering a hot dog. The guy behind you orders a hot dog with ketchup. What do you do? I'm saying, this is America, land of freedom. If you want to put ketchup on your hot dog, like some Winnie Wagger, you're free to enjoy your pervert dog and go back to sniffing bicycle seats. I'd rather pick up hot coals with my ass checks than put ketchup on my hot dog. Well done, well done. You are ready for your own zip code in Chicago. All right, Yulia. Now, just down the road a little bit, you're at Johnny's, the, the home of Italian beef in Chicago, the greatest Italian beef you can get in Chicago. How are you going to order your beef? That line moves fast. Remember that. I'll order it with hot and sweet, uh, deep. Uh, and if I'm really hungry, I'm going to say, hey, Greedo, throw me a combo um, and put Dago Dig on it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Every single Italian-American in the world will understand that. All right. I think that uh, you're well on your way to becoming uh, 
a naturalized Chicago. I mean, nobody's going to even know you're from somewhere else. This is Yulia becoming a Chicagoan. I got a hot take on Game of Thrones. What's that? <laughs> the dragons even... look fake. Oh, no, they don't. Dragons look fake. Well, well considering you know, I hate to tell you dragons, this, Max. Yeah. <laughs> they're not real. Yeah, yeah. Dragons. There are no look real like dragons. I Video games. You. Oh, bullshit. Those right. dragons look fucking cool. Right. I, 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 on that same note, what I thought was hilarious is like this in, in the story for people who are into it, this golden company is supposed to be coming to like, you know, back the evil queen, whatever. And the whole cool thing that people <laughs> read the books were they have these fighting elephants, like these dudes rode in on these gigantic fighting elephants and they must not have had the budget for it because the, the Cersei goes they had no 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 they had big ass woolly mammoths uh sure 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 season. yeah no but this in the the first episode this one Cersei's like and did you bring the elephants and he's like no they couldn't make the journey across the great sea she's like damn it I wanted my elephants but I have a feeling they wrote it out because yeah CGI budgets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just that sounds so I mean, hard. We're in. We're we, what? It took them sixty days or something to shoot this battle sequence. We're getting ready. That I think the season the third episode is going to be all about. You know more than I do, man. So um, have you not watched the first episode? Yet? I watched the first episode, and I got to tell you, it was. Uh, I, I'm glad to see everybody back. But I honestly, it felt like it was mostly exposition. Yeah. It was kind of a dry hump. It you was. Know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was good to see Theon get his uh, rhythm back and get his sister saved. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see Theon yeah. start killing assholes again yeah. instead of being reek. Reek, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, Theon, all of a sudden, Theon Greyjoy woke up and realized, "Hey, they cut my balls off, and uh, I'm I'm just going to be a pissed off killing machine uh, is, until they drop me in a hole." Yeah. Hmm. Um, so he, he went and, uh, squared a little bit of that. Yeah. Ah. And his asshole brother, uh, <laughs> is now banging Cersei. No. Yeah. Uncle, his uncle. Who's uncle? Great. Great. Urine Greyjoy's uncle. It's his uncle. Not no, his no. Theon. Theon. Oh, Theon's uncle is Euron. Yeah. I thought it was his brother. No, it's, it's, it was their father's brother. It's their uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. dude. Although I wasn't sorry to see Theon's father go. No, he was a You know, they threw that asshole off a bridge down like 3,000 Yeah, his brother killed him. Yeah. 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 But uh, Euron, I don't like Euron. I can't wait until somebody aces his ass. Yeah, he... uh, What about that dragon? (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) What about Khaleesi? (laughs) Straight up with them dragons. I got to tell you, man, I love the dragons. (laughs) Okay. The one dragon kind of reminds me of Huey. Because uh, Huey sleeps on the floor. No, look, no. Look, I mean, he, this is your dragon right here. Look. The one that looked, yeah, at, yeah, the one that look. looked at John all pissed off when he was yeah, making out with yeah, his mom. Yeah, exactly. His, his aunt. Yeah. And Ooh. John is, he, yeah, he is snaking his aunt at this point, you know. And he found out she's his aunt. Yeah, at the very end. Because Samwell told him, yeah. uh, by the way, you're, you're not a. Okay, wait a second. We're going to bring up Samwell. And this may be a reason to watch it. Is this it. like Sam Wise? That, no, that actor 
was incredible in that episode. He's a great actor. Holy moly. What's his name? I'll look it up right now. Yeah, but Max, pay, he plays Samuel Tarly. And, in, uh, in one scene, Max, he goes from like being truly humble and the and this queen complimenting him. Yeah. And within a minute or two, finds out that she not only killed his father, who he hated, but she also killed his brother, who he loved. And he had yeah, to like break yeah. down, but still be, you know, proper. Yeah, still maintain face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, and she barbecued. Uh, you know, you're finding out about Daenerys now is that uh, the Targaryens all eventually go insane, and she's beginning to show signs of that. Yeah, totally. You know? the, the Samuel Tarley is played by an actor named John Bradley. And yeah, who is great. And you know what? Moly. He's been great f- since whole thing. Jump. Yeah. Since day one. Mm. Uh, he's been remarkable. And, uh, you know... Uh, he's like a... He's a... Max, he's like a chubby... Guy well, who in, likes in to the beginning, read. In the beginning, he was really fat. I yeah, mean, he he's slimmed, slimmed up a down a lot. But he's he was you know he's not like a sword carrying. Yeah, you know, mandolin uh, playing. Yeah, no, he's like uh, um, he's a, he wants to read and he's educated and okay. he's kind and he's nice and there's very yeah. few characters that are alive. Yeah, there's the there, there, yeah. there are no kind or nice people so much in Game of Thrones. They're all dead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last season, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's only five episodes left, yeah. and then you Although, never have you know Darius talking about it again. I, I got a, I got a hot take on Game of Thrones. They stayed away so long. I began to get angry about it and kind of not care. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's hot. I'm serious. That's super I, uh, hot take. I mean, you remember? You, you, you Game don't like of Game Thrones. Of, you don't like Game of Thrones anymore, dude. I'm starting to sense it. I like it less than I liked it two years ago. Wow. Because. They're like, well, well, we'll be back in two years. Fuck you. You know, we don't want to work that hard. And it's like, uh, <laughs> is that what they said? No, <laughs> we don't want to work that no, hard. I think, See ya. <laughs> I, I think, I think they, it's like six, you know, feature length films with all that CGI. And I mean, like this battle we're about to see, yeah. they spent months filming it. It's going to be yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be insane. I have cool. a feeling it's Brutal. gonna kill That's a whole cool. bunch of motherfuckers too. I, 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 my theory is that basically everybody's going to die except yeah. for John. John mm-hmm. is gonna be the last one living, and he's the only just person. Not only is he, you know, supposed to be on the throne, but he actually has the right temperament. Everybody I have a else, feeling. Everybody's gonna die. I have a feeling. Well, Bran, you mm-hmm. know, the uh, three-eyed raven. Yeah, I have a feeling. He's on the other side now. Possible. I get that feeling. Did you see the look he gave Jamie? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I also feel like that's also just like a poker face. Like he, because yeah. he's not really Brand anymore. So he's not really that little yeah. kid that he yeah, shoved no. out the window. Yeah, exactly. But those parallels between you the You saw very... him boning his sister. <laughs> yeah. Lots of incest in this show, Max. Yeah. Hmm. You're missing out on all this um, great incest. I'm okay. I'm telling you, um, though, it's a... The reason it succeeded is that it's about the same stuff Shakespeare's yeah. about. Absolutely. It's I'm watching power. a better show. What are you watching? Dark Side of the Ring. You were telling me about that. This is the thing that Vice... I don't, mean to, I don't mean to stop any Game of Thrones. Oh, no, 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 that's okay. No, I'm no, done. No. I'm, I'm done. I'm watching that. Dark Side of the Ring. I'm done, and I'm kind of pissed off at Game Whoa. of Thrones. Oh, Chris, do that again. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet he's, I bet he's going to uh, I bet he's gonna cut that shit out, huh? <laughs> Dark you side know, of he'll the edit that out. What's going on? My mic's having some trouble. 
So Dark Side of the Ring is a uh, wrestling documentary. It's actually a series of all the weird things that have happened in the wrestling industry. And uh, the first episode is... I'm beginning um, to get more fascinated about by Macho wrestling. Man Randy Savage yeah. and his wife and how he kind of brought her into the business as a character and how the art of their characters sort of started to replicate kind of their real life. Yeah. And then the second episode is called The Montreal Screwjob. It's about when Bret Hart, a wrestler, got screwed over by Vince McMahon in a false finish of some sort. It's yeah. kind of it's a really elaborate plan. So Which I can't one died? Totally Owen Hart explain. died. Owen right? Hart died. Yeah. But and he was he was pretty crazy. But um but he he gets screwed over by Vince McMahon and he has to, you know, give up his belt because he's going to WCW, which at the time WCW was kicking their ass in mm-hmm. ratings. But as soon as he screwed over this wrestler and the wrestler jumped the ship, WWF at the time, which is now WWE took off immensely and there's a lot of things about it but I, that's a lot of people know about the montreal screw job but the third episode i love the title the montreal screw job it's yeah like, yeah the, the 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 dialect in wrestling is amazing yeah i know the wrestler has been made but there needs to be kind of more wrestling stuff made i think it because it's so fascinating i'm becoming but, more and more interested in it because you and i discussed me making a lunge drawing of jake the snake roberts yeah well we'll see because that documentary beyond the mat mm-hmm. yeah he's walking around that wintry city and he's got uh a six foot albino anaconda in a pillowcase <laughs> slung over his back he's addicted to crack yeah. and it's one of the saddest things you've ever seen yeah. you know well, the third episode is about a dude named Bruiser Brody who's like mysteriously murdered, and it's just a crazy mystery. I recommend all three episodes. There's going to be more. I'm excited for them. Maybe I'll talk. How about How can them I a get them more, on but, my TV? Where do uh, I got? It's on go Vice to? somewhere, but um, is it Vice's station I watched, called Vice? I watched a couple of the episodes for free. Same, same yeah. production. Andres here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab him. So okay, if we want to wrap this one up, yeah, let's wrap it up okay. real quick. Dad, take take us away. Okay, uh, well, Max takes us away. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 70th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions home of the Max and Tony show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Chapter 3, Tut's Room by Armani Howard at Adventureland and Patricia Kirk and her paintings in the Dime Showroom. Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions for Max and Tony? We haven't answered those in a while. So get at us. Go to themaxandtonyshow.com. And tune in next time for our 71st episode.